This episode of Weekly Sauce is brought to you by Chetty's Hot Sauce, Chetty'sHotSauce.ca. Uh, visit Chetty'sHotSauce.ca and use Hot Sauce 25 for 25% discount on all your hot sauce needs. I mean, they got crazy stuff. They got uh, the Carolina Reaper, which burnt my asshole the other day. They got uh, lime, garlic, <laughs> pineapple. They got it all. Uh, Chetty'sHotSauce.ca, your one-stop shop for all your uh, your hot sauce needs. Um, this episode is uh, is a unique one. Uh, we got, my name is Terry Tam, as usual, my co-host Alex, the intern Corleone. We got the Seltzer King himself, Chris Mancuso of TarpsOffHockey.net and uh, Get the Puck Out podcast. And uh, these guys were going at it on Twitter. I think it was Twitter, right? Uh, who's who, who has Twitter, a, a little bit in, uh, a little bit in <laughs> our live streams too at tarpsoffhockey.net that we do in game. Uh, Alex Corleone, which I love the last name by the way, <laughs> uh, being an Italian guy, so it's hard for me to even come in and debate this, but sure, certainly, uh certainly it's all good uh, so it's, it's gonna be fun i ju- actually jumped in on one of your live feeds too and you ruined the outcome of the game for me it was the philly against the islanders and you're like uh you said something about zadarov and and uh i was like did he score and i'm waiting and then like 15 seconds later he ended up scoring the game winner and I was like, <laughs> fucking guy just ruined it for me but it was fun yeah. I, wa- I lost some money on that game so Oh, buddy, I've taken a beat in this playoffs. Hockey has been a weird one to bet. Um, the only thing I really have been okay on was for the little bit there was that Dallas Stars team total. Mm-hmm. Vegas kept making it two and a half. They hit it like 11 out of 12 times, and yeah, I must have hit it nine or 10 times myself. For so that was half. perfect, but... Uh, the last couple weeks, I've had a, I've, I've been on a little bit of a heater. I've been doing pretty good. I, just in the last like four days, I've, I think I'm up like 1,500 bucks, so... It's, uh, oh, deadly, bro! Yeah, yeah, just off like fifty, twenty-five dollar bets, MMA, basketball. I I won last night. I didn't even. I forgot I made the bet. I took the Heat and the Nuggets in a parlay. I slapped wow. fifty bucks on that. I made like three hundred eighty bucks. So it was good. Yeah. Yeah, a buddy of mine put two K on the Nuggets. He was that that positive, and he he brought in like sixty three hundred bucks or something. Like yeah, they that. were paying man, like three forty five. Yeah, it was crazy. Oh yeah, man. Yeah, I think yeah. he got them at three fifty five. Oh, so there you go. It's been nuts, man. These playoffs, and I love the fact. I mean, we can we'll talk a little bit about Kawhi. I mean, I know you're a Raptors fan, so we'll talk about Kawhi a bit later. Uh, but I want to get into this <laughs> Habs versus Bruins debate first. Um, I don't know if, if for anybody watching, uh, Alex has his Cabs hat on. So do I. Uh, Alex has the banner in the back. You know what I mean? So it's the- like we're showing our true colors. Chris comes nothing prepared, but I, I'm supposed to be the mediator. Hey. I'm not going to be. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey. You know what? I own a hockey website now, so I can't be as out front with the Bruins love as possible. And it's funny because the people on Twitter are starting to turn their backs on me if I write an article about Toronto or ever just say something positive about a move because I have to be pretty impartial now. Like, I've had people be like, you're a fucking sellout. And <laughs> so much, I've so seen much a hate lot. coming from the Bruins faithful. Who knows how long I'll even be around? <laughs> I've seen a lot of your, uh, a lot of Leaf stuff from you, which I'm very surprised with. Yeah, you know what? It's uh, the few of the guys on the staff that we have before we get into this Montreal and Boston talk. A lot of guys we have on the states are actually from uh, the like they're from the states, a and then a couple guys are actually from right in Boston, and it's like. I have to watch every Maple Leafs game regardless. Like, they're on TV pretty much every night. I watch the Bruins game, obviously, if they uh, counter each other. But I watch, you know, 
if I don't watch just as many Leafs games as Bruins games, uh, it's probably pretty close to a second. So I'm pretty well versed with the Toronto Maple Leafs. And, uh, you know, uh, I've never been wrong about them before. And I'm telling you that this core doesn't end well. No, no. (laughs) It's not going to end well. I think I'm going to agree with you on that. (laughs) Even though I'm in my fantasy league, I'm an owner of uh, Marner and Matthews in my keeper league. So... We'll uh, we'll see. Hopefully, well, it's good for the regular season. Good thing you don't have to worry about anything in the playoffs. <laughs> That's perfect. So we'll get into this. I think it started with I think Alex was saying that the Bruins are a dying organization, uh, something along those lines, which I can't disagree with. But I feel like Bruins are always in the mix. Um, so Alex, I'm going to give it to you. Why are the Bruins a dying organization? Dying. Uh, well. What I tried to say is they're a dying uh, team uh, that's going to go for a rebuild right now Yeah. Uh, in the near future. Uh, let, like, let, let's be honest, Charles not going to stay there for much longer. Uh, look, It's looking like Tory Crook's going to be leaving. Uh, Bergeron and Krejci are right up there in age. Uh, they're they're going to have to find a new center line. I've been hearing rumors of the Bruins trying to go get Jack Eichel, but that just doesn't make any sense to me because, first of all, they don't have the pieces for it. And second of all, it's going to destroy their depth uh, within their team. Uh, so, so, that's, so, so, so that's how it all started. I just told him, hey, <laughs> you're about to go for a miserable time. <laughs> you're gonna about to live some Habs years, you know? I yeah, yeah. And you know what? I mean, hey, you would have to be blind as a Bruins fan not to see that. Yeah, Patrice Bergeron, what, 35 years old, always seems to have this nagging groin injury every time the playoffs come around. You look across the team, and you say, yeah, this is a team that definitely is standing on their last legs. How long has this core been together? 13, 14 years. Uh, three Stanley Cup final appearances. Only one victory, and that to me isn't a huge success. Um, I don't think I'm not ready to, I know that I I was on a Toronto Maple Leafs podcast yesterday hosted by a guy uh, who produces the show overdrive on TSN radio 1050. And he was asking kind of the same thing, but I'm not, the Boston Bruins are still going to contend next season. The, 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 the death is coming. My thing is, is it's not coming yet. David Krejci still there. This is a team that's going to let Tory crew go for the reason of they understand internally that they can't cheap out on secondary scoring anymore. Andre Kasha, Nick Ritchie, Anders Bjork. These guys aren't good enough. You look at Boston versus Tampa Bay. Boston probably had seven guys in their lineup that wouldn't even crack Tampa's lineup. They understand that they need to go out, grab some veterans, stop trying to rely on a bunch of kids that are a bunch of college kids that just aren't going to do it for you. I think this is the offseason they smarten up and actually try to give Patrice Bergeron, David Krejci, David Pasternak, Brad Marchand, and Zidane Ochara in his last year in a number six defenseman role. One more kick at the can. Listen, they had everyone thought they were dead in 2015. What was it, two years without the playoffs and right back in, and then what, another year and a half later, back in the Stanley Cup? They have shown, along with a couple other teams in this league, that you can rebuild on the fly if you do it properly. Not every rebuild takes since the Saku Koivu days. <laughs> Saku Koivu is the reason why we have to rebuild, I guess. Yeah, as much as well, I love Koivu. the last good center maybe on your team, other than these two kids coming now. That's, that's what I was going to say. I think that, you know, I think we, that's the only yeah. they haven't had a center yeah. since fucking Koivu that you could really rely on. Well, I mean, well, Scott well, Gomez. Well, Placanitz. Placanitz, yeah, but he wasn't really. 
The thing I is, the Habs, I have, the Habs haven't had a number one center that can get you like 80 points consistently, play two ways. I, I, and I'm going to tell you why. It's because it's just the Montreal uh, media. It's mm-hmm. the Montreal fan expectation. Um, they've never really committed to a full rebuild. Never. You can't and, in the and city. It's impossible. It's it, but we're we're almost there with the full rebuild because we technically got Kalt uh, Kanyemi and Suzuki who are looking like our future Krejci Bergeron. Right up the so, gut, absolutely. So honestly, that's what that was the main issue with Montreal uh, these past ten years. I'd say Bob Gainey just never committed to a full rebuild. We needed a full rebuild, but that one summer, remember when we went and got. Scott Gomez, Gianta, and Camilleri. That was the five-year plan. Hal Gill, too. Skillsy. Yeah, him, too. Okay I, w- okay, I was excited, but I was also like, okay, this is short-term. This is mm-hmm. definitely not long-term. And this is why I was pissed at the same time, but I was also happy a little bit because, mm-hmm. yes, because, because yes, we did, a, we, we did have a playoff push at that time. Uh, nothing, nothing really solid that can really be like hey they really had a really great effort it was just a it was just a effort to please the fans well i, I mean they, they, obviously they, they you know they try to win there's i don't think any professional hockey team and chris can yeah. chime in there i think that there's no doubt that the the players on the ice were trying to win is the product good enough i think that we like we tend especially in montreal we tend to overhype the product until it sucks and then we end up under that's what product. happens and that yeah. happens in toronto a lot of the time too when it's like you get so jacked up like when that happens but i mean from the outside scott gomez had been kind of on the decline they got uh camilleri who i always thought very highly of i thought he was a good player but it's been that you know, these playoffs have been won, and I think you can see it with the way that uh, Gary Onov and, you know, Tampa Bay's, like, third line of Barkley, Goudreau, Coleman, mm-hmm. and uh, Yanni Gord. Like, that's where Montreal – like, yeah, they got the two kids of the future, but they still got to focus on making sure that you have that competitive, fast, and heavy bottom six to even worry about contending. I think the Canadians are actually on the right path. I'm surprised that they gave Bergevin this long because I think he's made some pretty bad moves in the last uh, couple years. But you know what? I think, I, I mean, I don't know about you guys. I like the move of Jake Allen to give uh, Carey Price a little bit of a – a little bit of a break for once and, and try to keep him a little more sharp heading into hopefully a playoff time if they, if they can get back, uh, you know, build around these young guys and they should be able to. They do have some cap space and I'm telling you guys, I know you brought up Tory Krug. I wouldn't be surprised if Montreal pitches there and then tries yeah. to move one of those uh, other defensemen like a Chariot and, uh, and and one of the forwards. that And I think it's going to be Deneau. Everybody keeps saying Domi and a couple guys at our site think Domi too, but it sounds like Deneau could be the kid that gets moved. So we'll Deneau- Dano has a lot of respect in the media and along the league because he's a very good player. You know, he's a very defensively. Good, oh yeah, yeah. He's he, he also has more value than Domi. He has more value. He has than a lot Domi. more yes. value in Domi because yes. he's a lot more, a lot more, a lot more, and he's and, a lot better than Domi. I'll yeah, be I, I, I'll agree with that. I, I love Dano. I would hate to lose him, but the only thing is, is that is he is he worth giving up for a, for a guy like Krug? Krug is one of my favorite players in the league. You know what I mean? Is Crew going to be the defenseman that changes the Habs' uh, playoff hopes? I mean, we saw the def- power play for sure. The power play for sure. They're, they're struggling on the power play. It's we've terrible, it. and it's he runs awful. the entire Boston power play. Like they've been in the top three in the league what the last three seasons or something like yeah. that. And I, I mean, 
I, I, I'm not a fan of Tory Krug's five on five defense always. I'm really not. But as far as coming and being a power play quarterback goes, what has he got five or six straight years of over yeah. 40, 50 assists? Like this guy is unbelievable on the power play. I think a, a, a defensive pair of him and Shea Weber would be just absolutely terrifying. Out, um, and, and, and a power play that is desperately struggling. And the Islanders are another team that if I were, uh, if I were throwing money around in this NHL on who will sign Tory Krug, I think the Islanders are a good spot for him as well. Okay, so so let's back let's get back to the debate. So we've established that Bruins are are kind of like on the maybe one or two years away from the rebuild. Um, Chara's yeah, up I think they're still age. a couple years away. I yeah, think a couple years, years away. away I, the only thing maybe we... one because David Krejci's last year is this year, so I don't see him like taking a one-year deal. I think he'll try to do like what Pavelski did and get a final t- and Zuccarello last year. Try to get at least some term uh, at what 34, 35 years old, right? So we'll see. We'll see how that all pans out for him. But yeah, no, I'm I I, I don't think the Bruins like I went on another like I said, pod yesterday, I think that that's a little preemptive that the Bruins are dead. Now let's see what they're going to do this off season, because from all the whispers I've heard coming out of Boston and anybody that's followed me for a long time knows that like, I'm not an NHL insider by any means, but I got yeah. good connections down in Boston. They're going to do something brash to that forward group. Like okay. <laughs> Tory Krug might not be the only defenseman leaving Boston. And I think that they're going to really round out the, the forward group and try to get someone like uh, Tampa Bay did with Pat Maroon last year to come in and just try Try to win a Stanley Cup on a good deal, so I think that you're going to see a much different Boston Bruins team next. Oh, year. really? I mean, I hope so. I've, as even as a Habs fan, I've never been a Bruins hater because there's really not much to hate there. They play the style of hockey that I like to watch. They've always been pretty successful to a certain extent. I mean, yeah, one Stanley Cup out of three making it to the finals, but they've should've, always should have been, been two. They should yeah. have at least knocked two of those. Yeah, <laughs> and I, but they've always been. Up on top of the rankings, you know they've always been like played well. They've they've drafted well. They you know they're always competitive. There's nothing wrong. Every player on that team, we could talk a shit about Marshawn all day, but the fact is the guy's gonna score 100 points. You know what I mean? And, and he was a third round pick. And he's a like third that's round what pick, I mean. Yeah. The, the way that they get the depth from these guys. What was David Krejci was a third round pick. Bergeron was a second round pick. Mm-hmm. David Pasternak went at the at the end of the first round. This is a team that has you know he was one of the worst GMs you could think of in Toronto, John Ferguson Jr. But when it comes to uh scouting and player uh development he's one of the best in the entire nhl and his staff does a great job at at finding these guys later in rounds so like that's what i mean like i I get the initial panic when you win the president's trophy you show up your goalie doesn't even want to fucking play and then he has a family emergency which i believe happened but just like the timing of the comment that this playoffs isn't fun and everything else was was kind of like you know i get why people thought it looked bad but no i get where the bruins are going to be coming to a close stuff come from but let's see what they do in the market because one thing's for sure i know alex brought up uh, the jack eichel stuff i know he probably has one more year left in buffalo of them sucking before he's just gonna say get me the fuck out well i don't know why Um, so alex said you don't think that jack eichel is an option i don't know why buffalo's why you would think the Buffalo organization wouldn't trade him and get somebody to get like basically the house for him. You know what I mean? And because they just cleaned up their entire fucking front office. I don't see why they would guys tra- or something. Got yeah. I mean, I don't the see problem. why they would get Jack. They wouldn't get Jack Eichel for like a bunch of picks and a couple prospects. You know, I mean, there's well, the problem because the reason why I'm telling you it's not a possibility is because Buffalo's definitely going to ask for a, um, a level prospect okay and an a level prospect which the bruins don't really have jack eichel's an a level prospect 
How is that prospect? Well, prospect. He's an A-level talent. No. So if I'm the Bruins and Jack Eichel's on the table, I'm selling the fucking house for Jack Eichel. Yeah, and it all depends what kind of return Buffalo would be looking for. I mean, they do have some interesting options on their back end. You'd look at, like, you know, that conversation probably starts at, like, Brandon Carlo, yeah. Jack Studnika, a first-round pick, another first-round pick. Like, yeah. you can make it happen. That's why I'm not willing to to, to bet on the Bruins being dead because now Krejci's going to be gone next year. It's like – let one of these centers like McDavid and Eichel, like man, keep sucking. And these guys are, these kids are going to ask out. They understand how short their careers can be, especially during this pandemic. And you saw Jack Eichel come right forward. So I'm not willing. I mean, the Bruins pitched for John Tavares. People always forget about that. They've been ready to prepare for the days without David Krejci since, since when Tavares was a free agent. So they're planning, even though they signed Charlie Coyle, I still think that he fits in that third line center role for them. Uh, I think that they're going to still be looking to add a second line center once it's time for David Krejci to go, or maybe they go ahead and get ahead of it this off season. They're going to do something brash this off season. Like they're going to do something that, and I don't even think the fans are going to like it, but I think it's going to be, I think they understand that what they're doing the last two, three seasons, even though it took them to the cup, they still lost. It hasn't been working. You can't rely on these, on these bad forwards. But I think as far as where Boston is, as an organization and where Montreal is, as an organization, you know, I, I, like I, I had said earlier, I think Montreal has been rebuilding or at least like, like putting off rebuilding, but trying to retool since the days of Saku Koivu and sent, you know, that's always been trying to pluck this guy here and pluck this guy there and try to bring in these guys or maybe send this guy out. It's like, I don't know. I, I've seen the Bruins go through a quick rebuild from 2015 and get back to a Stanley Cup uh, in the same amount of time that I think Montreal's just been missing the playoffs. Same amount of time. You I know, mean, I think that there was that... this. Go ahead, Alex. There was this one time where I thought, you know, Mark Bergerman was, was going to get fired. And that's with the Pat Trades uh, situation. Like at that time, back Two years ago, I was ready to say great fuck trade. Bergevin. Great trade. Yeah, but before that trade, I was like, "Fuck what he's doing. He's about to destroy this franchise." But Nick Suzuki seems to be the next. I don't know. Who can Man, he is that? such a good. He's such a good fit for them up the middle. I don't know if I even have a player comparison for Suzuki. Well, Bergevin, I think he was as big as he was. We had a podcast. We had an episode with Marco D'Amico from ScrimmageAndStats.com, and he was telling me that Nick Suzuki is like six feet and two hundred pounds. He's five like, eleven. No, no way. Five eleven. Whatever. Yeah. No way is he that fucking big. I didn't realize he was that big. I thought he was a lot smaller. Yeah, you'd think of him as a small guy, but no, he 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 plays. Man, he plays both ends of the ice yeah, really well. I, I was I was most. Like Kokanyemi was great, but I was most impressed with Suzuki. And you know, I saw the Habs were down in a five-on-three in the one game, and he was out playing center. Like, and that was before Claude Julian had the heart issue, and and that. And I was just so impressed that Claude had actually put enough. Like, you must be doing something right if Claude Julian's putting a rookie out <laughs> on a five-on-three down. Like, you must yeah, be exactly. doing something right. Phil Castle, the list goes on of young guys that absolutely just despised playing for Claude Julien Sagan. Exactly. And, and many other guys that you'd never even really seen come through the team or yeah. were supposed to have some, you know, maybe third, fourth round pick guys that you'd expect to make the team that he never even looked at. They end up dying off in Providence or getting moved out. But you know what? I will say, I mean, it, if you're a Montreal fan, what you saw this playoffs had to be really, really encouraging. This is mm -hmm. a team that took all the 
talent they had, like secondary and, 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 and like bottom six talent they had and moved it at the deadline and still were able to rely on these kids. I think maybe they got a bit lucky to get through Pittsburgh. I know Evgeny Malkin and Crosby were both banged up, but that's banged no up, excuse. Yeah. Everybody gets hurt. Everybody plays. But Everybody you has know, to play banged up. In a short a series bit. like that, the, I think that was the only way the Habs were going to win, and I think it was just a good matchup against Pittsburgh. They play The Habs play really fast. They play both ends. You know, they roll four lines. So And th- Carey Price is Carey Price, right? And Carey Price <laughs> is Carey Price. I mean, that's another thing I wanted to bring up, and I'm sure Alex can chime in here too, is where you, we talk about Bruins having a couple years left in their dynasty, but uh, I look at Carey Price as 32 years old. I mean, how long does he have? How long does he have left? How long does he have left? I, mean, I know we have Caden Primo. We got Primo up in the pipeline coming up, and he's a good goalie as well. He's a good prospect. But, I mean, Carey Price is the consensus best goalie in the league, so I don't know if we're gonna ever going to be able to uh, put a product out there enough that's going to be able to give him enough space and time to do what he has to do. Um, the monkey in the room is they need a number one center. They have two potential number one centers now, which is great. Uh, now yep. they need – Alex talks about this a lot. They need a big winger. They need a right winger, Some a guy like – I don't know. I, we talked about Rupe Hints at one point, Alex. I think Rupe Hints would be something like a, a style like Patrick that. Patrick Line is another option. Patrick Line too, Anthony, but yeah, Patrick Line will probably get. Uh, Nick Ehlers is an option yeah. as well uh, out of Winnipeg. Winnipeg. That's what I mean. That's why I'm like, for all the people saying, "Oh, I don't think they'll go after Tory Krug because they just grabbed Edmondson." It's like, well, if you're going to acquire a Patrick Line, you have to get rid of who's that kid on defense that Kublik or whatever. I don't know Kubalik, how you say yeah. his last name. Yeah. From Montreal, Kubalik, yeah. Oh no, Kubalik like, that's the, that's where that starts. Uh, no, ta- no. What's the kid's about? name on the, uh, on Montreal's defense? Starts with a K. Pull up their uh, roster. Uh, Kulak, Kulak, Kulak. Kulak. Kulak, yeah, yeah, Kulak. It probably starts with him. If they're going to bring in uh, like a line, you know, you're probably looking at draft pick prospect. Uh, a def- and they that team um, needs help on the defensive end of the ice so bad. Yeah, it yeah, so yeah bad. for. Uh, for, for line, I'm looking at uh, Dano, uh, exactly. or Domi, or Domi, uh, the first uh, our first round pick, yeah, and and Kulak, and probably yeah, that, that's some... what I'm saying. And then you yeah. grab a Tory Krug and bang, you got Patrick Line and Tory Krug on your first power play unit now, and and you're probably putting up a lot more goals than you were the last season. <laughs> so uh, the thing with I think Laine... that can happen. I really do. Yeah, the thing about Line is that I mean I would love him here. The guy's a fucking sniper. But Montreal media, we we've seen the guy. He's a head case, right? We've oh, seen, I yeah. know. Yeah, so I don't know if it's gonna be a good fit. Like as soon as he doesn't score a goal for two, three games, forget it, man. You're gonna They'll have the shits of Tony Marinaro on him. You're gonna have all these fucking guys, man. Like, <laughs> just talking shit. I can hate man. Tony Marinaro. Oh, I you know what? I saw I saw him say the other day, like, oh, I it finally feels normal in my life because the NFL is back. It's like, were you not excited when hockey came back? You fucking dork. You First cover of all, hockey. he's like the Fuck worst. Is wrong with that guy? He's the he's worst football. Ever. Yeah, he's not he's not even that he's, yeah, he's like, a soccer fan. He's not even a <laughs> hockey fan. Not a half of these people in media aren't. They hire the big guys whose places like the athletic, they get LeBron, they get every team's kind of best beat writer, and then they just take on every friggin' asshole that needs a job and they'll so, say what they want. Say, <laughs> well, Tony Marano, his the way he got a job was that he used to call in to the late night show and just prove all those guys on on a team 990 back then wrong and he would record himself and then he brought that tape into the studio he said this is how much more i know than your guys put me give me a show so they gave him a show and then the rest is history so you know kudos to him he does wow. know his stuff to a certain extent but he's just too much of a 
uh, too much of a hater, man. He's blocked me. I think he's blocked the entire Hot Sauce community on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, yeah, he blocked me too. Yeah, there you go. He, if you disagree with him, he blocks you. So that's what I'm saying. Is that as soon as yeah, Liney oh, yeah. starts, yeah, Liney takes a game off because he might be injured, you know, whatever, but he's still playing. He's going to get ripped on by, by guys like Marino. And I don't think Liney has the head. I don't think it'll be a successful uh, it would be very part tough. of his life. It would, yeah. very, it would be very tough for Patrick Liney to make it. I think Nikolai Ehlers makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, out of Winnipeg as well. I think he would be obviously the cheaper option of the two, of course, as well. So, you know what? A lot of balls in the air for the Montreal Canadiens this offseason. It's going to be really interesting to see what direction they go. Um, by all accounts, is Claude Julien going to be back next season? Is he okay? Yeah. Like, fucking. Yeah. You know what? I'll tell you guys this. Like, as a Bruins fan at heart, if Tory Krug signs in Montreal, he's dead to me. That's the thing about Bruins fans. You guys, you guys root for the jersey. You don't root for the player. If the the player's wearing the the jersey, jersey. you're good. But but Claude Julien was in Montreal first. He's a French Canadian guy. He loved coaching in Montreal. Like when he went from Montreal. Yeah, he's from yeah, like, yeah, he's from yeah. Ottawa, which is right yeah. on the fucking border. <laughs> <laughs> he basically grew up what fucking one ferry ride across. He's still French the Canadian. From yeah. yeah, he's French Canadian, absolutely. And he went back there that week, and I still love Claude, man. Like I was sick when I heard that about him, and I want him to be okay. And I think he's such a great coach. And you saw the way that he got these young guys to buy into his system. Like Suzuki's playing that defensive style that he's very different. And it was very different to see. So I wish him all the best. But you know what? Boston, Montreal, these teams are irrelevant. How about the New York Islanders staying alive last night? That was fun. Yeah, that's crazy. that's that's what I want to talk about next. So we got two out of the uh, two out of the three teams left are from uh, no tax state. So I think there's something to say there. Uh, so yeah. yeah, so we got we got the Islanders playing against um, fuck the Lightning. We got Islanders playing against the Lightning. It's three two going into tomorrow night. Islanders stay alive. Um, Alex is for sure betting on the Lightning winning, which I mean it's not. I think everybody's thinking the same thing, but it's also not unforeseeable that the Islanders might make a comeback. We just saw the Nuggets do it to the Clippers. So, I mean, there's something that yeah, the Islanders man. are a good enough team. Well, I think they have the best coach in the NHL. They got a stacked Absolutely roster. I think they're and, well, a stacked roster in terms of across the line. They broke four lines. They play really well. Uh, I like the Islanders. I don't think they'll have enough, but I do think they'll force a game seven. Yeah, man, I hope to see it. I would love to see that. I mean, everybody knows that I am not a Tampa Bay Lightning fan. I don't like the way John Cooper coaches. Mm. I think that his kind of attitude and smugness is yeah. rubbed off on their team. Yeah. And I would love to see Kyle O'Hal, Lightning fan extraordinaire and uh, co-host to get the puck out, eat a nice big <laughs> shit sandwich for those two first-round picks <laughs> that they gave up for Coleman and Barkley Goudreau. I would love to see those two first-round picks just blown into oblivion and no Stanley Cup. But I, I think I'm with Alex. I think if I'm hammering some betting tomorrow, which I certainly will be, I'm probably going to take the Lightning by two tomorrow. I love it. It's, on, the, on, the, on, the, on the spread. I mean, it's... I mean, it's all going to depend on uh, if, if Braden Point's going to play tomorrow. Yeah, cause... they're not the same team without Point in the lineup. Yeah, because fuck Stamkos. He's never fucking healthy. No, he's so... never healthy. <laughs> so my bet on that is if Point's there, Lightning's winning. The the terribly missed Point yesterday. Uh, I think Sorelli played first line. I'm not sure. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, he was up with the top. Yeah, he was up with the so... top guys. Yeah, he, he's not a bad player, but he, that's just too much responsibility for him. Yeah, I mean, I, I think yeah, I think I think you're right on that, Alex. Is that what the Lightning is that they're so stacked across line, you can pretty much plug anybody anywhere, and it's going to be fine. I hope Stamkos is able to come back for the finals. 
Uh, I'd love to see him pick the Stanley Cup up. I mean, he's one of the guys that's like, okay, this guy is like, he's worked hard his entire career. He's had injuries, but, you know, he's a top 10 player consistently every every year. Like, if you do a top 10 NHL players, Stamkos will most likely be in your top 10 list. You know what I mean? So the guy is also, you know, great Canadian kid, you know, all that stuff. So I, I hope that they'll end up getting it there. But I want to focus on the West side a bit. I look at Dallas. My brother and I, at the beginning of the year, had Dallas uh, going to the finals this year. Because, I mean, I think that we looked at Dallas and we're like, especially adding Pavelski. Pavelski, the addition of Pavelski to me was the best signing in the offseason. Huge. Uh, Yeah, huge. The guy does everything right. Uh, He just left San Jose where, you know, they they ended up losing to the Stanley Cup finals, uh, the Stanley Cup winners uh, in the Western Conference finals. So, I mean, I liked, I love Pavelski, what he does. I mean, he led that team. And the fact that he left to go to Dallas means that he still wants to play. And he saw something in Dallas, I think, that we can all appreciate. Uh, signing Corey Perry, you know, doing the right things. They have a bunch of young guys that you can lean on to. And I love Dallas. I think Dallas is going to end up winning the Stanley Cup. Yeah, man. Uh, a guy that is on Tarp South Hockey's um, roster, uh, Chris Bogaiski, is actually a huge Dallas Stars fan down in the States. And then the other kid named Jack, uh, he has been so into Dallas since like the through the first round. He's like, they play the most boring style. Reminds them of the old New Jersey Devils teams with how well they defend. And yeah, they give up a lot of shots, but they're never, ever yeah. from dangerous scoring areas. Hudobin has seen basically everything this playoffs. Heiskanen, uh, Alexiak, uh, Liddell, like they have these great guys on the back end as well in Dallas. And I'm with you, man. I wouldn't be surprised at all to see Dallas win the Stanley cop the way that they play they play that boring style that's needed to win close two one three two games yeah that's really unfortunate for uh for the vegas golden knights uh, i think they had the team for it but as me and terry been talking on twitter patch just a fucking ghost in the playoffs he's a amazing season player he he was a ghost with us in the playoffs he's now a ghost with the Vegas Golden Knights, and it's just unfortunate. I think Mark Stone was probably the biggest contributor on that team during the playoffs. Um, A lot of the guys from that run they made to the Stanley Cup Finals, a lot of the guys that did well uh, there are kind of like kind of falling off or settling in. Uh, guys like Carlson and things like that. So I mean, it's it, they're they're still a great team. I mean, you look at them; uh, you can't deny how good they are. But to Pacioretty, to your point, Alex, is that I've been I've been a huge Pacioretty, not not necessarily a hater on Pacioretty because I do like the player. I think he's a good player. I just think that he's so soft and he doesn't show up in big moments. Oh. And and it showed this playoff, man. It showed this this series. If the game isn't in in his control, he does nothing. Last game, zero across the stat line. Not even to have a minus one to be like, okay, I'm out there with the top line is that zero across the stat line and that shows me it's like the guy had one assist this entire series yeah no he he ghosted and that's why i was fine with montreal moving on from him i thought originally when the pk suban stuff started and everybody knows that him and patcheretti didn't have a very good relationship with inside the locker room the room was split in half and they kind of sided with Pacioretty. I think that was a mistake, but I, I, I'm with you. I think, I think Pacioretty's a serial choker. I know that uh, 
the career of PK Subban. You know, he went to Nashville and I thought he was fine there, but just mm-hmm. going having to go and play in that New Jersey team, like that's just not going to be good for anyone's stat line. Yeah. It's just not good for anybody's stat line playing on that team. But like fucking Patcher Eddie, not only does he seem like an asshole, he never shows up in the big moment. Like if I was, I'm I'm glad that Montreal for if I'm a Montreal fan, I'm glad we got rid of that guy and Nick Suzuki and Tatar on the. No, oh, it's such a, it's a really good trade. Trade made Great. by Patrick's agent, but other, nonetheless, Alex. Yeah. So, so you you just mentioned PK Subban. Speaking of PK Subban, all the PK Subban lovers are all quiet. It's crickets. Okay. PK Subban hasn't done shit in two years. He hasn't done shit last year with the Devils. Hasn't done shit the the year before that with the National Predators. Everyone was saying we did a bad trade. Shea Weber has some. As a bigger presence on the ice than PK Subban, of course, PK Subban, and it's and it's remarkable how Weber still can make amazing plays while being 34 years old. And Subban turned 30, then nada does fucking. I nothing. think as soon as they lost uh, to Vegas. Uh, I think Subban kind of realized that his post career is more important than his career right now, and he's doing things that are more important to him. Going to New Jersey, I think it's an opportunity to be in New York, to be in the center of media, being the center of attention. And I think that Subban's focusing on his post career, which is fine. Uh, and it's also Lindsey Vaughn. Uh, Lindsey Vaughn. She's yeah, exactly. she's, yeah, also, wife, she, she's also a big. Yeah, she's a big uh, personality. Um, she's huge in the states. Uh, like if you talk about Lindsey Vonn, she's massive. States, like, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. She's one of their like Olympic heroes, Lindsey yeah. Vonn. Everybody. Yeah. I mean, she was with Tiger Woods for a little bit. Too, she so, was. I didn't even uh, know that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. She was. She Lindsey Vonn was dating Tiger Woods for a little bit. So, Fuck, I had no um, idea. And guess what? And guess what? Tiger Woods' career went back up after he left Lindsey Vonn. There you go. It's so maybe true. Subban. Maybe she's got that Kardashian curse or whatever. Yeah. Where you start, uh, start hanging out and getting friendly with Lindsey Vaughn and shit starts to go bad. I mean, I would be pretty content with life if I was rolling around with Lindsey Vaughn every day. I don't think I would be working extra hard. I'd probably be working extra hard to keep Lindsey Vaughn happy. She's a rocket. Oh, yeah, she's a fucking smoke. <laughs> and and, a, and a, like a, what a what an absolute athlete, too. Like, yeah, good for P.K. Subban. But no, I think P.K. can end up coming out of this funk as long as the New Jersey Devils yeah. kind of kind of build better because I do think he's a great skater. He, he has a very good understanding of the game, but it's one of those things that ever since he lost left Montreal, I thought his first season in uh, Nashville was a bit rough, but then I think it was the second one they went to the cup and I thought he was great on that run. And then they had all, you know, Yossi and Ekholm and Ryan Ellis. And well, I also, he, I think he had like the only vote for the Norris trophy from his team that year. So, you know, he had, and he, I think he had the most like power play sports, something like that. So Subban is a power play guy. This type of hockey, the way the NHL has developed is his style. So he fits in perfectly. I think that he just going to New Jersey on a team that's really bottom basement. I don't think that, I don't think that oh, he, yeah. they're going to be, that he's going to be the guy to be able to lift them up. It, you know what? You can see it though. It's like, okay, we'll get him. He'll be able to give the puck to Hughes, uh, whatever he shear all that stuff. He's gonna be able to distribute the puck. But you know, sometimes it doesn't all add up. The math doesn't all add up, and I think that's the case. Because I've watched Subban, and what I've noticed about Subban is what saves him a lot is his speed. Yeah, very good skater. And as you get older, the less of a good skater you are. Mm. So, which means his curve will come down much faster than Weber because Weber's hockey IQ and hockey 
just two analytics. very styles of play. Though. It's two different styles of play, yeah. and it, and Weber's style of play will give him more durability in this league than PK Subban. I think Weber's uh, his his presence on the ice changes the game completely. You know, I think that Chris might agree with this. Is that when you look at Weber, just him being on the ice changes it completely. If I'm a top line, if I'm we'll talk about the Bruins. If I'm uh, Pasternak, Marchand, and Bergeron, and I see Subban out there. And I'm really not that worried about being able to get a puck on net. But if I see yeah. Weber out there, I'm like, okay, it's going to be a lot change. tougher. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be change. a lot tougher. And it was always that reason. And I think it was a leadership aspect too. I mean, PK, whatever you want to say about him, he he had trouble always. He had the fight with how Gil wanted to kill him in practice. Like yeah. he is a big personality. Like you said, he's worried about his brand post hockey, which will people the wrong way. But you have to understand that PK Subban isn't your average athlete he is um, like you know he's one of those guys that you know is gonna go right from playing hockey right into the media world right away great. i'm surprised he's not doing it now i'm surprised no, he's I, well, not he's, on sports he's still now. got tons I still got nine. He still got nine or ten million dollars a season to collect to rake in from uh, from Nashville and Jersey, splitting that salary. So he, he's not. Believe me, you don't make that money in hockey media. Trust me. Right, exactly, exactly. He'll be there. He'll be there when he's got to be there, and money doesn't matter. But play that contract out. We'll see what happens with PK. I think that Tampa Bay still gets through next game, though, when going back into the playoffs. And I think that we're going to see a hell of a final between Dallas. Yeah, and I think Dallas and Tampa Bay is going to be a sick final. Even I think Dallas and Islanders would be a good final, but I would love to see Tampa Bay in there finally uh, to get their opportunity. Chris, I appreciate you coming on, buddy. Uh, I think we settled it. The Habs are a better organization than the Bruins. It's settled. Uh, I think maybe we, all time. Maybe before. Maybe you all guys time. Okay. Fun. Yeah. With all those banners, with with all the numbers yeah. behind Alex's head that we never even saw. Uh, yeah. When there were six teams in the league, you know, they dominated everybody. Yeah. Um, exactly. Hey, but the Bruins were there too, and they couldn't win anything with six teams. <laughs> so there's something know. to say about it. Because uh, all the best players come from Quebec, and they were all in Montreal. That's why. Well, that we we had the the rights to all the Quebec players back then. That's right. right. So. That's right. That'll win you a bunch of cups. <laughs> all right, buddy. I appreciate love it, Quebec man. Quebec or hate Quebec, they 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 pump out good hockey players. They do goalies. absolutely. Uh, tell us where everybody can reach you. Yeah, you can reach me on Twitter at cmancuso m a n c u s o nine seven nine seven. You can also follow anything I write or do on www.tarpsoffhockey. .net. And if you're watching a game and feel like coming and watching a bunch of idiots drink some beers, talk about the game, talk about a bunch of other stuff, you can go to sportscaster, C-A-S-T-R.com slash tarps off. Myself, Jack, McLovin, uh, Bogaiski, we're all there throwing it down and uh, keeping everybody caught up for all the playoff action. And uh, you never know what you can see on one of our streams too. There's no terms of service, so it's pretty much a gong show sometimes. So come on <laughs> over and have a drink with the boys and uh, Let's watch the rest of the Stanley Cup Finals. Thanks for having me, boys. Great time. Thanks for coming on, buddy. Alex. Thanks for uh, coming on, man. Alex, uh, good as usual. This episode is brought to you by ChettysHotSauce.ca. Chris, don't forget to fucking get your sauce, man. Uh, use Hot Sauce 25. Buddy, I need to burn my off. asshole, too. <laughs> Carolina Reaper is going to do it for you, buddy. Hot Sauce hey, 25 buddy, any- 25% off. I'll take it. I love hot sauce. I'm down. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate it, man. Peace. Cheers, buddy. Peace. Peace.